Or shoot in the air and commit a felony. Whatever works for you. This is America. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Hey, do you remember um, when we were talking about first doing the podcast was actually on the 4th of July? No shit. Yeah, I think we were like out uh, by some field near uh, the fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. It was you, me, John, Julie, Shanti, and it was 20... 2017 yeah 2017 and we uh um it was it was like right by it was like off of like college yeah in brookwood something like at that, that yeah. school and we were watching the there the fireworks were at the fairgrounds but where we were was at that school and like the fucking um the grass yeah in the yeah field. yeah i do and remember we that just now. came up with the idea of welcome to the geek mosh pit podcast <laughs> my name is jason <laughs> and i'm anthony and uh we're gonna be uh covering a few movies today actually it is the 4th of July here in America, and as we love to celebrate the 4th of July, we like to watch uh, some films and maybe drink beer and, you know, light some fireworks off, you know, the typical America bullshit. Don't so. forget shooting guns. Shooting guns? Yeah, I exactly. I love to shoot guns. Yeah, so, um, anyways, how you been? I've been good. Um, what has Mr. Guzman been up to lately? Well, since we recorded this, since we recorded the last episode, I just released the the newest episode recently because I'm really fucking lazy. But we recorded that almost a month ago about the Northmen, and since then it has been my birthday. Yeah. So what did you do on your birthday? I mean, I was there. You yeah, had some yeah. uh, dinner where you worked. Yeah, yeah. So we had dinner at my job, about ten or eleven of us, and then uh, you took off, and then we went to karaoke uh, in um, Petaluma. And they have like a double karaoke night. So it's like karaoke at the um, hideaway and the roaring donkey. And so we went to both of those mm-hmm. and we just kind of, we, we hopped back and forth for a bit, but then we ended up settling at like donkey just because we were just drawing. There was a drum set there. So like me and my friend were like on the drum set, like playing to like along to each other singing. And like, we weren't too bad. Like we, we chose like really easy songs. Like someone started singing feeling good, you know, the buble one. And so I'm like, I'm going to drum along to this. And so I like drum. So you got on a drum kit. Yeah. So I got on the kit because I, I, you know, you know, I play a little drums and like I got on the kit and like. I've never seen you play drums before. You've never, you've never seen me fuck around in your kit. I probably seen you maybe do like a beat or something, but yeah. it's been such a long time. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a professional drummer. Like I would need to like really sit down and like work on yeah. my shit if I ever wanted to be in a band or something. But not a professional percussion. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I did that, and it was, it was actually for the singer Danny Duclos or the, the, sorry, the DJ, the karaoke DJ. Um, Danny Duclos and he was singing feeling good. And so I got on the drums and he did not protest at all. And when I, when it was done, he was like, bro, I didn't know you played. I'm like, I fuck around. And he was like, dude, that was great. And so I was like, cool. And then like my friends did another song. And so I, I, I jumped on that. It didn't go as well cause I couldn't hear the music. Um, but, uh, then I sang a song, like I, I closed the night and then my buddy got on the drums who I actually, he's like, oh yeah, I played drums in high school. I'm like, wait, so you actually know what you're doing? He's like, yeah, I'm like, we are both surprising each other today. So <laughs> that was cool. Nice, but no, nice. I, I had a good birthday. I'm 29 cool, now, um, one year closer to 30, and so that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any plans for 30? I mean, like I said, it's your dirty 30, so you got to do something, you know? I don't know. You got to go all out. Uh, do some drugs. Fuck some 18 year old girls. I don't <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Could I fuck I, you like a teenager? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I have no idea, like, what, what I'm going to do for my 30th. Uh, like it's funny, I was like thinking about it because I haven't seen my face like without a beard since I was like twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking that I might like when I turn thirty, like shave my whole beard off and just kind of like see how I look. You ever thought about just like shaving your head or? 
I've done it before. Like I've if done you think because you know hair is gonna grow back, so you're like, dude, I just want to cut my hair and see. Yeah, I mean, I've, like. I've, you know, I, I, I've had short hair like before, like obviously when you and I met, and so I kind of know what I'm getting into. I, yeah, you got no beard too. I was, con- yeah, I was considering cutting my hair a couple months ago. I, I don't know. I was just kind of like thinking about. It. I'm like, do I want to like keep my hair? I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, dude, I want to keep my hair. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I've never met a girl I like better than my own hair, so I'm gonna <laughs> stick with it. Well, I mean, the the first pictures I saw of you uh, back in high school, you had. Like long curly I look hair. just like I do now, except yeah, yeah, no exactly. beard and like twenty pounds lighter. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're twenty pounds heavier. I know, right? <laughs> it's just heavy metal, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was your idea actually to do this Fourth of July episode, and uh, we're gonna cover some movies today, and uh, a few of them actually are very patriotic films. Um, we're gonna be talking about The Patriot, starring Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson. No, actually, <laughs> Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger, the very, very talented, great Heath Ledger. Uh, and and then we're going to be talking about uh, a sci-fi film which everyone should know about um, called Independence Day, starring Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. That's kind of a movie that everybody watches on like the Fourth of July. I mean, that's like kind of like a staple here in America. I actually watched it last night because yeah. I I bought the Blu-ray. It's a double feature. It came with uh, Independence Day and the sequel, which is Resurgence. Terrible. Resurgence. <laughs> Have you seen it? We're not going to talk about Resurgence. Yeah. No, um, the Resurgence was garbage. Yeah, un- unfortunately, it, it's funny because. I was starting the first movie last night. I was starting Independence Day, and it uh, it had the trailer for Resurgence. Yeah. And so, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, I remember this trailer. I remember the trailer looking really cool and like really dark. And then you see the movie, and it's just like like Resurgence, and it's it's just like a, a tonal mess. And like Brent Spiner's still alive, even though he died. Yeah, he was in like in some movie. sort of coma or something like that. Yeah, that's the that's the twist. They for how many years was it? Twenty like years. Twenty years. Yeah. yeah, and he looks the same. <laughs> Other than like natural aging, he looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, I I I've seen the Patriot before. I didn't have time to watch both movies yesterday, and I literally thought of doing this yesterday. I called you and I was yeah, like, "Hey, you no, want to do this?" Like a cool idea too. Yeah. Um, another cool thing is both these movies are directed by the same director. Yeah, Roland which I didn't Emmerich. know until I watched Patriot last night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roland Emmerich directed both these films a few years apart from one another. I think Independence Day is ninety six. 96 yeah yes. and then patriots 2000, 2000 and then he yeah. and then he also directed resurgence yeah he has some hits and misses i mean the last movie that i knew well I, that i know that he directed was moonfall which was horrible fucking garbage the movie i, I just didn't have a good time watching it i i, I don't even remember the trailer or, or i might i might have seen it, it was once. something about like the moon's colliding with the earth or something and there's oh, okay. something like hidden inside the moon and it turned yeah, out to he, be he loves some those, civilization he and, loves those end of the world films because yeah. he did 2012 he did the day after tomorrow he did both the independence day films he did moonfall i think he did that one uh 2000 bc or something like that. Oh, 10,000 BC. 10,000 BC. Did he I do think, that? I think he did oh, that. Oh, you know, I never, I downloaded that on my computer back in high school and I never watched it. Yeah. And I heard it wasn't very good. No. Yeah. I didn't actually, I saw probably like 20 minutes of it. I'm like, okay, click, change the channel. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> a, care. he's a bit of a hit or miss director for the most part, but I really think he, I think he nailed it as far as not only Independence Day, but also like the Patriot. Like the Patriot is a, fucking amazing film yeah it's a very sad film too yeah it's got a lot of uh, comedy in it and it's definitely very sad at the same time a lot of good action too yeah i mean basically the movie starts in uh 1776 that's right and um god it was the year of our glorious secession (laughs) from england it was basically during the american revolutionary war i believe like that yeah Yeah, Uh, you know something like that you know i 
something something about you know independence and america i don't know i don't really know much yeah. about fourth of july <laughs> <laughs> all i know is uh boom bam fireworks and boom uh, bam and damn England. and yeah <laughs> burgers and budweiser you know taking a taking a bite of that american pie you know um so basically uh mel gibson i mean he's a good actor he's done some really good films um I like the Road Warrior and like uh, you know Mad Max and all those films. Those you know, I've really never good. seen any of the old Mad Max movies. You never seen Beyond Thunderdome nope. or the Road Warrior. Oh. I saw the newest one with Tom Hardy, um, and that was it. Which is really weird because Tangent. Uh, I thought that might have been like a sequel or something, to, but apparently it's like its own thing. It's like a reboot. It's a it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah, it's a reboot. Um, so he plays this character named Benjamin Martin. And uh, he is a veteran of the Indian and French and Indian French War. And Indian yeah. War. Now, the funny thing is, is Will, um, Will Smith. I'm going to get to Will Smith in a bit. Um, so Mel Gibson. He's not in this movie. No, he's <laughs> he's not, not in the Patriot. He's not one of the slaves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's Mel Gibson in real life has like a lot of kids. I think he's got like maybe eight or nine. I'm not sure. But really? in the movie, he's got like seven kids. Yeah. And I think at that time he had seven kids. Oh wow! So yeah, no, he's got he's a lot. He's just of... like he's like, listen, Roland, I uh, I really think it would be a good idea if we just cast my children. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I have no Gibson, idea what Roland Emmerich know. sounds like. Uh, I, I don't know about that, Mister Gibson. All right, well, can we? Can I, I, think, put, I think my character. Could actually... I just put Christ in the movie and I, have a passion about it? I think I think you know I think I want to kill Jesus, but before that, I think I should have seven <laughs> children. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it's um, it's funny too because, uh, watching the movie. He he kind of almost is a very like grumpy guy at the beginning, you know, because he obviously he's a veteran of it and he doesn't want to fight anymore. And he's got seven kids and his oldest kid who is played by Heath Ledger, um, who that was actually the first film I ever saw him in. Same. So and Same. I know he's done some other films since then. And it's Heath so Ledger? weird. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did some other movies. Since I think then, one yeah. was like 10 things I hate about you. But oh, you mean before then? No, I, that's the Patriots. The first one I've seen. Yeah, I know he's done some. But films he did before stuff then. before that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really weird because seeing him now, I still can't separate him from the Joker because I know him so well as the Joker. Like the Dark Knight is probably the most movie I've seen him in. Right. You know, so seeing him in another movie playing Remember a different Knight's character Tale, too. He was in Night's Tale. Oh, that's right. He was yeah, in Night's yeah. Tale. Which yeah, that I've was like a very like, that was like a very um, urban kind of like it was a modern movie i mean it, it it takes place in medieval times but it was like the way that like the comedy this type of story it was very much like a modern like kind of coming of age like action comedy yeah yeah from what i remember it's been like decades since i've seen it but no it was i mean it's a good movie um you know yeah you know so it's it's basically mel gibson's character is a pacifist and he you know he is a veteran of the french and indian war which was a war between um england and the french and the native indians um, the Native Indians fought with the French. Um, fun fact, the scalping uh, was actually a way of... Uh, now, I could be wrong on this. I'm pretty sure I looked this... I, I read this somewhere. But um, it was a French idea who said, hey, uh, we need to know that you've killed these people and that you've, you know, that you've done your job, so bring us their scalps so we know that you did your job. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, the scalping came from the French. It was their idea. At least that's what I read online. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if that's entirely true, but uh, that's what I read online. It's pretty hardcore, too, to really think about how it goes about. Or, like, it's not just cutting your hair off. It's, like, literally cutting your scalp off. Yeah, you're skinning their head, yeah. essentially, the top of their head. 
But um, yeah, so he's a veteran from that. He's he, you know, there's this whole bit about Fort Wilderness and like for like most of the movie, you're like, what is Fort? People keep being like, oh, you're the man of Fort Wilderness. I know what you did at Fort Wilderness. Like, oh, you're a badass for Fort Wilderness. And it's like, Dad, what happened at Fort Wilderness? And he's just like, I'm not telling you. Like, shut up. Don't ask me that question. And you're like, what did he do? And then you, yeah. And then you find out, just to summarize it, that um, they brutally massacred like their enemies. Like they they like they like caught up with their enemies i think it was the french they caught up with the french and then they like brutally tortured and murdered them and mutilated them because i guess like they had found a village full of innocent people that the french massacred and so they wanted revenge so they went like just full just like scorched earth on them and just like you know brutally cut them up and all this shit and he's just like yeah he's like he's like i still see their faces i still hear their screams and he's like i he's like i hope god can forgive me for what i did because he's like yeah i became an animal you know, like just like a, a primal killing machine. And so like since then, he, he essentially he put down the tomahawk. He put down the gun and, you know, picked up his wife <laughs> <laughs> who who is unfortunately dead by the time the movie starts. Do they say how she died? Um, No, I don't think so. I I'm wondering they, they if do. I think she might have died in childbirth. I don't remember. I don't <laughs> probably from popping out seven kids. The yeah, because well, I think killed the youngest her. kid is Susan, the the daughter. Yeah, yeah the, the little, little daughter girl. who doesn't talk for the first like bit of the movie. Um. And uh, so, yeah, and so, like, you know, he's he's going through, you know, all, all the colon, colonists are getting together and being like, hey, like, we want to secede. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And then, of course, through, you know, uh, through trials and tribulations and having his son murdered, uh, he goes, all right, fuck it. I'm in. Yeah, it's kind of like, English. you know, I, I'm retired. I don't want to deal with this shit no more. And then, obviously, with his son getting killed by uh, Jason Isaac, so I love to cover in a little bit. Um, it kind of was like the wake-up call for him to kind of get back in action, pretty much. Yeah, because he realized it's like it, there comes a time where it's like every man must fight. And even he thought his fight was over, but it's like, well, the war is literally... And he makes he makes this comment in the movie. I'm paraphrasing, but he's just like, this war won't be on some random battlefield. It'll be right... And it'll be on our homes. It'll be on our land, like right yeah. in front of like we we won't escape it. And that's why he was like, we sh we sh let's not do this. Let's not do this revolution. Let's not secede. Let's not rebel. Um, and but he, it's just it's too late. The war comes to his home, and and it not only do they burn his home, but they kill his kid, and and then eventually he loses his other kid, Heath Ledger. Um, and so it's I mean yeah, it's it's he has a rough time of it. Yeah, and like. That's got to be hard for him too. Yeah. Well, I I like the element too in it where he's like he's like this is God punishing me for my sins. And the movie opens with him saying, "I have long feared that my sins will return to visit, visit me and the consequence is more than I can bear." Mhm. Mm and it's just like, ooh. Like, See, I really don't know a lot of the dialogue by heart. There's a few lines in the movie I know. Like I said, um The Patriot I love this movie too, but I haven't seen it. I've probably seen it maybe seven times or so. I actually saw it in the theater when it first came out. And it's a really good scene in that movie because, you know, with all the, the, like the guns going off and everything. And, you know, it's weird because people fighting at that time in like a war like that, it was, it was just crazy. It was like you stand out, you load your guns, and everyone else, like the, the opposite team or whatever, the opposite enemy, they're just standing there. Then you shoot them. And they fall, and then they load their guns. Well, that was that was kind of like an old way of fighting back then, and like that's actually so in real life when that war was happening. So it's like you you had the English regular way, and and that's what they were called. They were called English regulars, the guys yeah, in the red yeah. coats. 
and their way was like, yeah, you march in a battle, you, you know, it was honor, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, orderly and, 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 you know, but like the way that the colonists put it is like, hey, this is our land. We know these swamps, we know these, these fields, like, let's use the land to our advantage. And it's like some of the fir like first examples of like modern, semi-modern guerrilla warfare. And that's what it was. And like they do that in the movie where it's you see guys marching through fields and they're all hiding in bushes and then they ambush them and they take their shit and run. And it's like that was that's how that's one of the ways that the Americans <laughs> it's won. It's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh, known as the ghost. The ghost. Yeah. Uh, is it just the ghost of something? I don't remember. The ghost of the, the, the ghost of Sparta. The ghost of Sparta. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the Kratos. Uh, this is the sequel to the sequels. No, but um, yeah, he's just known as the ghost. Um, and uh that's that's because of the scene where he goes to rescue Heath Ledger and it's like pretty much kills like everybody. He kills well, everyone. His, his two sons, the, his younger sons, besides the one that got killed, yeah. help him out yeah. by hiding up in the woods or something up in the trees and blast them. And he just went ape shit on that last guy. I know. And yeah, that's you know, you know, it's funny. Like I so the first time I ever saw this movie was when it was on VHS. I was like six <laughs> back in 2000. I was like six or seven. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And um. I saw a lot of movies like that growing up. Like violence never bothered me as a kid, you know, and and like so I would watch that. I'm like that's fucking cool. And then like I yeah, I mean I've been watching Independence Day and The Patriot since I was a child, like since I was a mm -hmm. young child. Um, and so like uh, you know to touch on both of them real quick, like both of these movies are part like staples in my childhood as far as like some of the first not only war movies I've ever seen, but the first sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I know Patriot's not a sci-fi movie, but just in re in regards to Independence Day. And so, yeah, I mean, like, when I watch them, like, it's like, you know when you watch a movie that you grew up with and, like, you get comfy when you watch it? You're like, you just, you just get this sort of, like, giddiness when you watch it because you feel like a kid again. You're like, I'm watching this movie I saw when I was a kid. You know, this movie about... Uh, brutally murdering civilians and killing people and hacking guys to death with, with tomahawks. I love it. It's just I was yeah. five, six years old when I watched this and I loved it and, and it did not give me nightmares. I'm not I being sarcastic. I was born for this. I was born for watching all <laughs> yeah. the murder and destruction. But no, it's it's like yeah. I mean, I I actually um I was very impressionable growing up, and so like a lot of times when I saw movies, I, I liked to like act out the films, and so like. I used to like like march. I did around. that too. We, we, we to explained around. it before. Yeah, I used to march around my house with like a broom, pretending it's like a gun, like a long rifle, and like and <laughs> like you know, I'd be whistling. So that. you're pretending to be in the Patriot. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And your parents let you see. I think what is that movie rated? It's rated R. It's rated. Oh, it's rated I, I, R. I'm pretty sure it's rated. You can check, but I'm pretty sure it's rated R, just because it's like brutal. There's no swearing. There's no tits in it. It's just a very brutal film. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's like, you know, my my parents were a little more like concerned about watching like movies with like, you know, sexual content in them, which I don't blame them. Cause yeah, I, I don't agree with exposing children to that at a young age, but mm -hmm. as far as like violence, like, I don't know, like it didn't, I didn't want to hurt people. It didn't, it didn't make me want to hurt anybody. Like it, it wasn't anything like that. It was just kind of like, I understood I'm like, this is a movie. I, I know what death is, but this is still like really cool. And I, I, I liked the concept of just kind yeah. of like, yeah, you know, it's, I don't but know. It's I, a part I guess, of history. I, mean, I guess history, I've been a patriot since I was a child. <laughs> I mean, history is very barbaric in a lot of ways. Obviously, yeah, war is from the brutal. war. It's insane. And I remember in the film uh, when they were shooting the cannons, that was like fucking scary because they just kept landing all over. The guys remember, just kept walking. Remember when the walking. cannon bounces and it hits, it hits the camera the and it takes that dude's head off? It takes uh, some it, guy's it leg off. It takes too. the other guy's leg. Yeah, that shit happened, dude. Yeah, they were just shooting like. Shooting big fucking iron balls balls yeah. at you, like going like however many miles an hour. Yeah, 
Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's it was it was dope, and and like you know, as I as I got older, I was you know I was able to understand the themes of it. Obviously, understanding the politics of it as I got older, and, yeah, and yeah. why you know America rebelled against the English, and and so you enjoy it that much more when you understand that and you watch it at an older age, and and I'm like, yeah, no, it's it's. I don't know. I'm sitting here being like, this movie is so much fun and it's good. I'm not really diving into the meat and bones of why I think it's good. I mean, obviously the performances are, are astounding. Like everyone's really good. Mel Gibson's great. Um, the cinematography is great. The music's great. It's funny, even though John Williams did the music for this and not Independence Day, there's certain melodies in Independence Day that show up in The Patriot. Really? Yeah. Well, I've seen some also some actors from Independence Day that are in The Patriot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably maybe two of them. Didn't he do Stargate too? Did Roland Emmerich? Do, right, I have I'm no gonna, idea. But yeah, check it out. Um, so I mean, I also like the themes of uh, friendship and forgiveness and, and everything like that. And I remember it was really funny when they walk into the tavern because they're trying to recruit guys for the militia. God <laughs> save King George. Yeah, and everybody just dropped their drinks and they're looking at him, and then they get pretty much they run out of the, the they tavern start shooting at him i guess we came to the right place right yeah no that was great yeah no, that, that was a fun like yeah like the comedy yeah he did do stargate because there's a couple guys oh. from from uh the guy who played john billings when he shoots himself after he finds his wife and kid dead he was in stargate and then the guy another... that likes to eat dog huh <laughs> the guy that wants to eat the dogs yeah yeah <laughs> and then there's a guy from uh independence day who's in stargate yeah so he did do stargate yeah, yeah a lot of the same actors the show guy up. Godzilla too. He really likes watching the yeah, world get destroyed. He does. He does. Oh, he did Anonymous too. Did you ever see that movie? That sounds familiar. Who's That's about. It? Uh, it's about the theory that um, the guy who wrote the King James Bible, who I forgot his name, is is Shakespeare. That yeah. There's like a, there's a theory going around that like Shakespeare didn't. It's an old conspiracy theory that a lot of like playwrights and actors have. Like Shakespeare didn't write his own stuff. He was he was a um, he was a, a fraud. <laughs> but I mean, well, I don't, know. I don't know where anyone gets that. I mean, I liked some of his shit in high school. You know? No, I mean Shakespeare. I mean Hamlet yeah. and Romeo and Juliet and stuff. Hamlet? But. You mean Omelet? 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 Listen to the last episode, everybody, if you're listening to this. We cover the the, the Northman. And we can, well, Anthony, you compare it to uh, Hamlet. Well, it's because that's what Hamlet's yeah, based off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's so many different versions of Hamlet, and you can base that on a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, so for the Patriot, like the, the actor that I remember from Independence Day, he was the guy that worked at Area 51. He was yeah. the guy that was from the village. He played Captain Wilkins from yeah. The Patriot. I, for, I forgot his name in Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's like yeah. yeah, that dude shows up too. Yeah. Um, so if you can, I think explain. he was in Firefly too, wasn't he? Yeah, he is in Firefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's the pull his name up. The fucking he was the country guy. He was like the you know I've never seen that show. Oh, it's a good show. I know the I movie was too. okay, but um, yeah, he uh, now if you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm basically. He lived in the town with everybody, and then he converted himself to fight with the British. Yeah, so I'm going to look up the actor's name right now, but the character's name is Captain Wilkins. Um, That's in Patriot, right? Yeah, he's the guy who, who stays with the English. He doesn't fight with the revolutionaries. Uh, let's see. His name is Adam Baldwin. Wait. Is he like a Baldwin guy, a Baldwin kid? I was going to say, is he a, one of the Baldwins? I don't think so. Maybe his last name is Baldwin. He was married. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't uh, know. Anyways, he's got that fr- uh, that familiar face. Yeah, but no, yeah. So he he his his role in the in the movie is yeah uh, he plays yeah Captain Wilkins and he he's what they call a loyalist. 
he's not a rebel he's a loyalist and mm-hmm. so he's like when you know it's like oh this war this revolution's happening i have to stick with him and, and like even jason isaacs is like why should i trust a man who turns on his own neighbors his own kin and he and then he's like well i'm you know any man who stands against england deserves to die a traitor's death and he's like all right for sure Okay. And he's like, we'll see about that. And then that's when the church burning scene happens. And he said, there's um, no honor in this. And he goes, yeah. didn't you say, you know. Didn't you say that anyone who stood against England deserved to die a traitor's death? Yeah. And Burn you can, the church, Captain. <laughs> you could tell in the pain in his eyes, though. He was just like, I didn't want to do this, but yeah. I did it. You know? And Pretty, it was kind of a yeah. sad, it was a sad moment. It's like, you've seen films, like you said in The Northman, where you just trap a bunch of people into a building and yeah. then you just burn Civilians. it. Civilians, oh, it's brutal. It's br- generally, generally speaking, in fire is when that happens. The smoke kills them first. Generally, people don't burn to death. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of cases, people do burn to death, which is very fucked up. Pretty metal. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, that was kind of like one of the turning points of the film. That was, that was kind of what I would call like the end of like the second act, because right after that, Gabriel dies. Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger mm-hmm. dies in the movie, and that's when like Mel Gibson is pretty demoralized and he's even talking to um, uh, Chris Cooper. I think the actor's name is Chris Cooper. He was uh, one of the first things I remember him from is the, the father in American beauty, the the next door neighbor. Never seen American beauty. Oh my God. See, there's these things where I haven't seen the witch yet and you give me shit for that, but I know better than I haven't seen the classics. (laughs) Well, cause you're old. All right. You're old. And, and, and I just don't watch things because I'm a loser. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's like, yeah, that was a pretty big turning point in the film. And then yeah, then there's that like moment of trying. Like he finds the flag that his son had been sewing, and he's just like, all right, that's it. I'm gonna give the last of what I have, the last of my 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 strength into this. And and then yeah, they win the big battle at the end. And and yeah, and I want to talk about. Um, General uh, General Cornwallis, who was actually based off of a real general, um, and that actor, I, I remember he was in Batman Begins. Yeah, he played Falcone. Yeah, uh, he was also in um, uh, Rush Hour. God, I haven't seen Rush Hour in a long time. He played Juntao. Juntao. Oh, he was the, the villain. He was the villain, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, he. Uh, the Cornwallis character, he kind of seemed like he had respect for his enemies, but yeah. he was like the kind of guy that yeah, would, Tom Tom Wilkinson yeah, is the actor's name. Okay, he seems like the guy that you could have just had a conversation with, and he would have been like, "Okay, well, let's work this out." Yeah, well, Jason Isaacs is like, "I don't give a fuck. There's, there's I'll kill scene. you. I don't give a shit." Yeah, there's that scene kind of towards the beginning, and he's just like, you know, uh, he's talking to Tavington was, I believe, uh, Jason Isaac's name. Let me make sure I'm saying that right. Yeah, William Tavington. Ta- William yes. Tavington. Damn uh, that man! Damn him! Damn that man! Uh, <laughs> he he's just kind of like he's like you can't be brutalizing these people. He's like these are our brethren. Like he's like when this war is over, he's like we must resume commerce. We must you know have peace. You can't be doing what you're doing because you're gonna make things worse and you're gonna cause the war to go on longer. He's like so knock it the fuck off. Like be be uh, tactful, be honorable in, in what you're doing. But then eventually they start losing, and Jason Isaacs is like, you sure you don't want my brutal tactics? And he just goes, fuck it, fine. Do what you got to do. I don't care. And He's like, that, I'm not going to be held yeah. responsible for what you do. And I think he said, I can't go back home with honor or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Jason Isaacs says, I, you know, there's no way I can return to England with honor. So, you know, and then they make a deal. He's like, okay, well, the plan is if we win the war, we're going to be landowners. And so he's basically like, hey, I'm going to sell you like a colony or like part of a colony. Like you're going to basically be like a wealthy landowner. <laughs> How about Ohio? 
Tell me about <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> and so, no, yeah, General Cornwallis in real life was a very diplomatic um, general. He wasn't, he lost a lot of battles. He did, you know, he was one of the main generals responsible for losing the Revolutionary War. Um, so he, you know, obviously wasn't praised well for that. He actually, I, I won't go into it because I, I don't remember too much, but I actually watched a whole video about the real Cornwallis. And he, yeah, he, he was, uh, he was just an honorable man who did what he was told. You know, he, and yeah, and he died a very sad death in real life. Yeah, he didn't die in England. He he, or in in the Revolutionary War, he died much later on. But yeah, how did no, he die? Uh huh. How did he die? Oh, God, it's it's been a while. Uh, did he so hang himself? I th- or no, he didn't kill himself. I think he got sick. But basically, what happened was like he kept he kept being asked to command these battles, and most of them he lost, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were like battles he couldn't win or just like the circumstances weren't right, and so. He, like, did not want to fight this last battle. I think it might have been, like, somewhere in the South Pacific. And so he had to go and command, and then he, like, found out his, like, wife died on him and all this shit. And so it was just, like, he just – he lost everything and ultimately died, I think, of sickness or something. Don't don't quote me on that. But it's he, he died a very – like, he was just very sad when he died. Yeah. And he was dragged around a lot by the English crown, and, and he didn't deserve that. He was an honorable man. But, uh, no, yeah, it's it's – they – portrayed him well in this movie i mean he wasn't he tavington's not a real person so like i'm, I'm not saying yeah I want to court wallace him. really did make a deal with tavington no this is that's that's the fiction part of the movie but in terms of like his type of character where like yeah he's brilliant he's brilliant he's smart he's diplomatic um they they really hit the nail on the head well tavington first off jason isaacs um i've seen him in a lot of films he is a really good actor yeah he plays emotion really well he plays a villain Really fucking well. Yeah. Did you ever see Death of Stalin? No. The so, first movie I ever saw him in was Armageddon, where he played one of the right. scientists. Yeah. He said, you ever put your uh, firecracker in your hand? And he's like, what happens to the hand? Your wife's going to be opening up ketchup bottles for the rest of your life or something. But he, um, I have not seen that movie, the one that you explained. Uh, now, people do know him quite a bit from Harry Potter yeah. as Lucius Malfoy, mm-hmm. which he also played a villain, which he did really well. Now, when I saw this movie, my mom and me loved to, she loves period pieces a lot. So when we first saw this movie in the theater, he's the kind of bad guy you want to see get fucked up. Yeah. He's he, so evil and he's so conniving and he has no remorse. And he's like, in a, when you watch a movie and there's a villain, sometimes you laugh at him, like, like say Thanos or something like you, you really don't feel like, Oh God, there, I hate Thanos to death. There are some villain villains who are more jokes. And then there's some villains that like do such a good job at like actors who, who do such a good job at making you hate them. Yeah. Yeah. You and, can't separate it. Cause you're watching a film. So you're, you're in the film thinking yeah. about you're that time. Like, oh, you just like, and then when Jason Isaacs yeah. finally, when his character gets stabbed in the throat, yeah. you're like, fuck I, yes. Yeah, I remember my mom was actually clapping in the theater when that happened because he killed both of his sons. He killed the whole and fucking village. And he taunted him about it. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, you almost thought that moment when he killed uh, Heath Ledger, you thought he, uh, Heath Ledger had the upper hand because he pretty much shot him. I think he shot him like in the lower abdomen he, he, or something you know it's funny because like i'm wondering if he actually hit him or if that was kind of like jason isaac's way of like playing dead so he can catch him off guard but he might have hit him i i, I they signal that he hit him but like you never see a wound but yeah no, you know it's fun fact about jason isaac's like in most of those movies where he plays an english man he's like very like oh my name is so and so and i sound like this and i'm very like posh <laughs> well in real life he sounds more like a northerner 
Really? That's how he talks in real so life. That's his real. That's his real. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's accent. got more of that northern English accent. He's he's from a different part of England. I, I didn't do the accent perfectly, but like he's he's like uh, there's a line in like Death of Stalin where he's like, "I fuck Germany. I think I can handle a flesh lump in a fucking waistcoat." And I was like, "Why is he doing a northern <laughs> accent?" And then I watched him like I watched an interview of him. And that's how he talks. He's got like a like a northern England accent. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of neat." I never, I didn't know he was. I thought he was always just like upper class English man. You know, a fun fact: he played Ra's al Ghul in Under the Red Hood. In the Batman oh, he animated was. movie. Yep, he wow. was Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, he also played uh, the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, Star Wars uh, Rebels. Nice. I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, but well, yeah. I, I know that the Star like the cartoons are good. Like I, I I've never seen them, but I know I know those are like decent. Yeah. By the way, uh, really quick, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, the series, uh, it was good. I've uh, heard the complete opposite. Really? Yep. No, the end, the last episode with him fighting Vader was good. Okay. Well, I've not seen it, so I can't give any opinion. It's on. It's on YouTube. You can just watch the whole fight on YouTube and say I've yeah. seen the show. Yeah. It's not like amazingly great, but it's good to see some of the old cast back from the prequels. If you like the prequels, once again, it's nostalgic. Yeah. Very and, yeah, nostalgic. And, I'm, and I'm just. That's, that's how they're selling their stuff. It's like they're not, they don't know how to write new shit. They're just like, let's just give nostalgia. Yeah. And I'm just, no. <laughs> that's not to enough a, to get. Back I, to an- <laughs> I haven't seen a single episode. No, I'm fucking, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over yeah. it. Don't get, you're, listen, Jason, you're going to trigger me. I'm going to get okay. triggered. <laughs> let's go back to another galaxy far, far away. Back into the, <laughs> the Patriot days. Um, yeah. So he's like a villain you definitely want to hate. It's kind of like um, that one guy from uh, Avatar, the villain from Avatar. Uh, yeah, uh, he, yeah, I forgot the, the he's the colonel or some the, shit. The general, yeah, he's yeah, fucking. He was in Don't Breathe. And, yeah, yeah, he he was the kind of I'm guy gonna, that you hated I'm too. I'm gonna inseminate you with <laughs> <laughs> a turkey baster. <laughs> Remember that? Don't breathe. <laughs> God, visions. I don't want to think about. Uh, he uh, played another one of those bad guys. Like, Fuck, I just want this guy to die. And when he died, you're like, thank fucking God, he's dead. I, I've only it's seen like Joffrey. Star- Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh, he fucking yeah. hated him. Well, you know, it's funny. Like I remember when Joffrey died, I was like, well. You wanted Joffrey to get like choked to death and stabbed in the fucking throat with a knife over and over again as he like bled out. That's what you wanted. But yeah. was, I remember when he died, I was like happy, but I was like, huh, I kind of wanted him to get like brutalized by somebody. But like, all right, that works too. Just choked to death. And but yeah, no, he didn't really. He died, like you said, but he didn't die the way that you wanted him to die. He just choked, and that was it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Patriot is a is a is a good movie, definitely to check out especially on the 4th of July, but anytime like, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be near a holiday or something like that. But if you want to see a family, especially uh, a movie about family and about, you know, uh, forgiveness, not, one of the really greatest lines in the, uh, the whole film I thought was when, okay. So on the, on the militia they had, uh, he had that, the, the black uh, fellow, right. Who I guess uh, was sold as a slave yeah, so to the was- tavern, but he's like, I'm not, He's not a slave. No, He's going to no, be with us. No. So, so yeah, what happened was that character who, let me try to pull his name up because I don't know the actor's name either, but that character was um, signed over. He was a slave. So, yeah. Um, Occam, I think, was the character's name, played by J. Arlen Jones. And um, strong as a bull. <laughs> but uh, Occam... Uh, his his whole thing was that he his slave master was too old to fight. So he's like, hey, I'm signing him over in my stead to fight. I'm volunteering him. And of course, there's the whole like, uh, oh, well, if you're if you're willing, I'd like for you to make your own mark because your slave master has no power. Because, all right, I'm going to bring this up. There's a couple of historical inaccuracies. In this movie. Well, can so, I bring up the line really quick? Sh- yeah, sure. So um, the other guy in the militia, he's another actor I've seen. He was in Blade. 
Uh, remember the first blade? He was the guy that got his hand chopped off. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I fucking. God, why am I forgetting everyone's fucking name today? Donald well, Logue. Yeah. Donald Logue. He and he yeah. was also in Gotham. He played yes, Harvey Bullock. Yes, he, uh, he was part of the militia, and uh, he wasn't very keen on the the black character. Yeah, like, I mean, what was, his, what was his name? He, he, the actor's name is Donald Logue. The character's that, name is Dan Scott. All right, so he wasn't very fond of Dan being in the militia because no, he, no, the white man was named Dan. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Occam was the slave. Occam. So he wasn't very fond of Occam being yeah. in the militia, and near the very end, I think they said like if you fight, if you, you actually if you you're, serve you're, a certain amount of time, like a year in the, in in war, two years in the war, then you are you're a free man. You're a free man. And so yeah, there's that line at the end where he's like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. Okay, you go ahead and say. <laughs> he go goes, I'm honored to have you fight by our side. Honored, and he's like. I'm here on my own accord. I'm here on my own accord. Well, the reason he says it is because he's like, he's I'm like, free, but I'm still he's like, here with he's you. He's like, why are you still here? Like, your time is up. And he's like, I'm here now on my own accord. And then he finally says, I'm honored to have you with yeah. us. Yeah. Well, there was that, um, it was a character. It was good. It's like it was Dan good. Scott was racist, basically. He's essentially like he was a, he was a racist, looked down on slaves, you know, and, and then he, you know, starts to bond with this other character. And, and it's like, you know what? I had you wrong. I pinned you wrong. I was I was being ignorant. He doesn't say that, but it's just kind of like it's like you know this man saved my life. I fought side by side with him. He's not a slave to me anymore. He's a countryman. He's my brother, my brother in arms. And so there was yeah, it was a very lovely. You gained a moment. lot of respect for him. It was a lovely moment. But um, in regards to the the whole kind of like slave aspect of the story, so one one thing that can and I watched another review about this too a long time ago. It's like. You know, you can't have your main character be a slave owner, right? Because that's not yeah. – is the audience will more likely than not – more likely than not, not – um, God, I don't know how to talk today. They will not sympathize with Mel Gibson if he's a slave owner. So there's that whole like, you know, oh, uh, you know, we're not slaves. We work this land. We're free, man. It's like, yeah, in real life that would have not been the case. You would have been slaves and, you know, you like you would have been your owner. And, and, and so that was kind of like when I went where I'm like, yeah, like – Sure, you can you can kind of like you know look at his character as a more kind of liberal, forward-thinking, progressive. Although you know that wasn't really common. Like even Thomas Jefferson, who didn't believe in slavery, was a slave owner, which is a very controversial point. I won't get into it, but you know the the, the founding fathers were not keen on slavery, despite the fact that they kept slaves. And like I said, that's a political topic. I won't get into, but. Um, yeah, that was kind of one element of the movie. I'm like, yeah, that, that, that wouldn't have been a thing in real life, but all right. I, you know, I'm, I'm sold on it. Sure. He doesn't want to own slaves. He's, he's forward thinking. Sure. Um, the whole line about like, well, I'd rather you sign yourself over than your master. I don't think he would have had a say in that. It's like, well, he's not your slave. He's mine. I can make him do whatever the hell I want. You can't tell him, Hey, you can reject him, but you can't tell him. I don't know. I was sold on it though. I didn't care. I, I wasn't like, oh, this is historically inaccurate. I'm taken out of the movie, but like, I just, it, it is an element of the film that's inaccurate, as well as the church burning thing. That nothing like that ever happened during the Revolutionary mm -hmm. War. That would have made history. That would have made, you know, global history if if that ever happened. It's like, oh yeah, like, you know, the English burned this church full of innocent people, and so that would have been the rallying cry to get the rest of the colonies to fall in line and to fight against the English. So that that did not happen either. Um, although it was a good, you know, it was a good story element in the movie. Um, you know, it's funny. One review I saw, uh, they were talking about Braveheart. But one of the things they said is like, yeah, like Braveheart and uh, <laughs> and Patriot are very similar in the sense yeah, where it's I'm, like. You what year did uh, Braveheart come out? Was it before the Patriot? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was in the 90s. And um, one of the things uh, this guy said, he's just like, oh, it's like uh, he calls. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, like. Um, 
Patriot is your run-of-the-mill Mel Gibson film. He's a lot like Braveheart. Let me explain why. He's like he's a he was a man who was once a fighter and then decided to be a farmer and then his loved one gets killed and then he has to go fight the English. And it's like it's literally the same fucking movie, you know, but it's like, you know, different time periods and everything. I thought that was funny. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall a great film, uh good story elements, great yeah. acting, great music, great cinematography. Um it's good to see Heath Ledger. Yeah. I, mean, I know we we were kind of all over the place as far as like our opinions. Well, on I mean, movie, we can't but. do the movie like step by step, but I mean, it's kind of an old film. It's about what? Uh 23 years old? Uh 22. 22 years yeah, old. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 22. So, I mean, like I said, it's it's a good movie to check out if uh, any of you have never seen it. You want to hear something really sad? Uh, do I? Yeah, you do. Or you don't, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> so, the girl who played Susan, she died like 5 or 6 years ago. The little girl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was an adult, but yeah, she died. Well, she was the, the little girl. She died of like, I think she, you can look it up. I think she died of like, like, like severe asthma or something, but she had like a natural causes kind of like type death, but she grew up to be a very beautiful woman. She looked like a very sweet woman. I want to. Yeah. God, that scene, that fucking scene where she like, uh, she's the one on the beach. And yeah. Mel Gibson's she says like Papa where Mel Gibson's trying to be like, Hey Susan, cause she's mad at him. Right. She's mad at him. Cause he's like, well, he's fighting this war, but he's not here with me. And, and plus, you know, he might hold he She might hold him responsible for her. Her brother's death and their mom's yeah. death or something like that. Well, she ne- that never comes up in the, but yeah, that, that could be an element to it, but it's like, yeah, like, you know, and he's never heard her speak. Right. You know, she was talking to all the other relatives, but never heard him speak. And then finally he's about to go fight to war. And, and then he, he's like, can I get a hug? And then she's like, you know, she gestures, get away from me. And so that's you know, very sad. No parent wants that. And then as he's riding off, she's like, Papa, and like chases after him and the music swells. And it's really, did it's you a really cry? Sad moment. Uh, recently when I watched it, I got a little teary. I was like, God, that's deep. I'm like, fuck, dude. Cause she's just like, just a little, she's, she's a little girl and she's just so sweet. And she's just, you know, she just wants her dad and, but she doesn't understand why he can't be around. She, it's a very like selfish, childish yeah. like way. And then she like, she can't hold on to her hate anymore. She finally just goes like, I just, I just love you. And I just don't want you to go. Can you please not go please? And it's just like, it's like, I will come back. I promise. And you know, and he, it was a very sweet moment. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that actress died. So oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the next film, though, I forgot to mention this. Um, what did you think? So his wife died in the film, but her sister was taking care of the kids during the time that he left. Mm. Then he started a relationship with her. She's like, I'm not my sister. You know, it, it was like, what did you feel about? Do you feel like it was kind of a weird moment that him and her kind of started something or because it is where it's like, OK, yeah. you know, you're my brother died you were in a relationship with him um, it's kind of like pearl harbor in the way pearl harbor is like where she thought it was very uh what are you doing brother-in-law yeah <laughs> it's just, it was just do you weird. get what i just quoted uh what are you doing step bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get what are you uh, doing brother-in-law yeah so it was this is so wrong so i mean <laughs> I don't know if this is a common thing back then or, or what, but it was just kind of like, well, my wife's dead. You're her sister and you're hot and I like you too. Well, let's, well, yeah, I mean, that thing was, it wasn't a surface level. It was, it was more like, you know, it's, it's, these are your nieces and nephews. And so naturally because of how family structures are, it's like, yeah, you're going to step in and help take care of them a little bit. And then while she's, you know, playing her role as surrogate mother, she also, her and Mel Gibson fall in love. Which was a lovely moment. It's going to be weird if they have kids because she's going to have like. Okay, so what would the kids. Okay, so she's the aunt to the kids, but if Correct. they got married, what would she be? She would also be their adoptive mother. It's not. Slash like, it's, aunt? 
Yeah, it's not really like incest because no, like, it's yeah, not. it's not incest, but it's it's because they're not blood related. Yeah, so. like uh, her her and Mel Gibson, correct? Are not blood related, but but it's like they. It was very common back then to to do that, where it's it's kind of like you know families. It's like okay, like my husband died, but it's like me and his brother are close, so I'm gonna get with his brother because yeah. it's natural and vice versa. It's like, Oh, my wife died, but her sister and I have always been close. And you know, back then you want to pair up, you want to pair up, have kids. It's, 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 it's financially, you know, beneficial to both parties. And so it's, it's just like, well, to the woman, it's financially just, uh, um, advantageous, at least at the time it was. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it didn't feel weird when I watched, as I've gotten older, you know, I make, I'm always making jokes like, Oh yeah. Fucking, you, oh, look, of course. you look like my you dead love that wife. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't love it. I never said that. Um, I know, but you get a little bit like, you know, Oh yeah. listen, really just like because I like game of Thrones. Okay. But no, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it was, it, it didn't weird me out. Like as a kid, it, it didn't make me uncomfortable at all. It was kind of like, Oh yeah. Like, it's just like, it's natural. He misses his wife, this and that, like whatever. Like I, I didn't think it was weird. I just, I'm a sick pervert as I've gotten older. And so now I just make <laughs> jokes when I watch these things. I just, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> okay, good. I've just gotten used to it good, for, so good. Many, for so many years. I wonder if our audience has probably not. <sighs> so, um, get let's talk canceled. about another movie that takes place <laughs> way into the future from the Patriot. Yeah. About almost yeah, about, uh, 40 years later, 300 years. No, we're talking about actual time period. No, I know. Yeah, it takes place seventy seventy six and then nineteen ninety six. So yeah, it's, it's not four hundred years. I'm I'm stupid. No, it's I thought like, you said forty years. I was it's like, two hundred years. Two hundred years. years later. Okay, yeah. two hundred years so into it's the two hundred twenty years. <laughs> yeah, but two hundred years later, uh, basically, uh, Roland Emmerich's. I don't know if it's his next film, but it's one of his biggest films of all time. Yeah, Independence Day came out before The Patriot, but you know. yeah. So uh, Independence Day. I remember seeing the trailer for that when it first came out. And it looked fucking dope. Like, it just looked like... Because I've never seen a movie like that or seen a movie like that with pure destruction, but it's like, you know, you got, like, aliens and, and everything. So they didn't really show much of, like, the characters. It was just the aliens blowing fucking New York City and L.A. up. That was oh, the trailer. Oh, in the trailer, yeah. That was it. Or like, where you see that big fireball go down the fucking street and that guy's in his car. is like, holy shit. And it's coming right at him. And it's just like, Independence Day coming out July 4th or something like that. Yeah. And uh, that was the first uh, thing I saw of the film. And then uh, when you actually went and saw further trailers from that, then you get to know the characters. You, you see it's Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Um, but, yeah, no, this movie uh, to me was one of the best sci-fi films at that time. It still is a really great sci-fi film. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite movies, um, you know, and, and definitely one of my favorite kind of like American patriotic slash sci-fi movie. You know, it's funny. What made me want to watch it so badly recently was because I watched the movie Oblivion again with Tom Cruise. Oh, that's the one where like, I know that movie, but it's something like where it, it's like there's another version of him or. Yeah. Like so that. Um, that movie, he basically it's like, yeah, the, the you know, an alien comes to Earth. Um, I don't want to spoil it uh, because. You know, we're not talking about it yet. No, no, and, no. And, you know, just in case anyone wants to see it. But Plus, by the way, go see uh, Top Gun Maverick. It's good. I just watched the first one finally. Oh, finally. I did. I did. So Maverick. I, I it's to fucking see the new one. I do. Made no, over I, a I billion dollars. Huh? Made over a billion dollars. Holy shit. In the box office. Oh, yeah. It's good. Heard, anyways, anyways. Good. Yeah. But that movie's kind of like similar where it's like, you know, uh, you know, an alien comes from outer space. It has something to do with them. They blow up the moon. And then it's like. The story opens with, like, there was this war, like, 60 years ago. The aliens came, blew up the moon, invaded, and then we fought them, but we won. But then we're also leaving the planet, 
and I'm just here to kind of like clean things up, make make sure things go smoothly before leaving the planet with my wife slash or my girlfriend slash coworker to go to Titan. That's that plot. But the idea of like, you know, it takes place in the East Coast, it takes place in the East Coast and there's aliens and they and like the same thing towards the end where it's like they go to the mothership and I won't spoil it. They go to the mothership and all that. So I was like, ah, it feels like Independence Day. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, I need to buy it finally. So I bought it. I, you know, I mentioned earlier, I bought a Blu-ray um, version of it. I tried to buy like a year and a half ago. I tried to just buy the first one on Amazon, like Blu-ray director's cut and I bought it and it shipped out and never showed up. It just got lost. And so I got a refund and everything. But then this time I'm like, okay, let me see if I can find it again. And this time I found the double feature. And so I got it. It was cheaper and got it right away. So, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a kick-ass film. Another movie I saw as a kid, you know, and I remember like, just kind of like, I remember my like siblings watching that on TV a lot. And I think we also had like a, like a recorded version on like VHS or something or, or no, I think we just had the, the theatrical version on, on VHS. And yeah, it's just like, same thing as a kid. It's just kind of like, Ooh, like, like all these jet, these jet pilots fighting and like, uh, they're fighting the aliens and there's all this action and Will Smith being Will Smith. And, and, uh, and of course, you know, Jeff Goldblum was pretty popular at the time because of like Jurassic park and everything. And so, like, yeah, it's it's a fun 90s action movie, and it's, like, it, it's cool because I was watching it last night, and I was like, okay, like, this movie is a bit tonally all over the place, just a little bit, because it, it's, like, you have this really serious, like, kind of, like, you know, topic of, like, oh, hey, like, the world just got almost destroyed, and, like, everything that you know is gone. Most people you know are dead. Like your whole life is like the entire world stopped. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's, it's like it's it's it's. Not, I was gonna say similar to what happened in COVID, not similar, but in in terms of like the whole world had to stop and shut down. It's like it's very similar, you know, in that regard. And so, yeah, no, it's it's a fucking killer movie. And then you have, of course, like you know, it's got good comedy. Once again, good music. Cinematography's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the CGI is not bad considering it came out in 96. God, you know what I was going to say? Okay, for 90, 1996, it was not bad. Seeing it now, not so great. It, okay, it wasn't that it's not bad. So like, great I, okay, I was watching it last night. And like, like, yeah, there's a couple There's a couple shots like towards the end when they go to the mothership and, like, you know, they, like you see the aliens. Like, yeah, that's all fucking computer or, or it's like puppet, like puppeteer, like, like kind of like little mini sets. And, and uh, you know, one thing I really like about the old alien films, like, you know, Aliens, Alien. Yeah, yeah. 3, Ridley like, Scott's Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott. Is that since when you're using puppets, you have to make it look as real as you can, and of course what they'll do is like they add like uh, you know they'll add like like juicy like like uh, like goo on it or like or like they'll little, gloss like, it over like, with they'll like gloss it over with yeah, like yeah. little fluids and whatnot. And there's that scene where they're like they're cutting open. You know how like the aliens have that biomechanical suit that they're in. They have like their own little version of an astronaut suit, but like you see them peeling back like the skin. I mean, it looks like real meat. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I'm watching. I remember, like when I remember watching it. It reminded me. Doesn't of, like, look alive, does it? It reminded me of like when I was like, uh, when I would like cut open like like chicken, like like you know cooked chicken. I would like cut it open, <laughs> you dissect a frog, and, and, back peel, in, and like uh, I would cut it open and like peel off like the like the chicken skin and everything. Like there, there's a point where you're like he's like, this is one smelly, disgusting, and he's <laughs> he's peeling back some like like meat, and I'm like that just reminds me of like ham or chicken. Like I, <laughs> I get me hungry every time I watch it. But it looks real. It looks like a real Stop, guys. I, I need to go to the fridge. <laughs> and so I gotta pause this podcast. I'm getting hungry for a sandwich, <laughs> a chicken sandwich. But I need no, to peel it, it back. It looks real. Like it looks. Yeah. It looks like a real fucking alien. Like those those practical effects back then made like monsters look fucking like real and scary. Okay, for example, the thing. 
Yeah. 1982's John Carpenter's, which is actually my favorite horror movie. That movie looked so fucking good. It's for the fucking time. terrifying. Like, yeah. uh, like you know, it. I saw that movie when I was seventeen. Not, not to go too much on the a thing. Yeah, I saw okay. the thing when I was seventeen, and like I remember like just being creeped out because once again, it's the same thing. You have these practical effects, and they have to like gloss things over with fluids and goo and everything, and so it looks real. And so like I remember like once again watching the the Independence Day film, and and you know as a kid, you're like wow. And then it sucks because you see a movie like Resurgence, and it's like, yeah, that's a CGI alien. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't really stick with the the practical. I mean, I think like what I mean by the the special effects that weren't so good was like the spaceships when they're in like the sky and stuff like that. And it just they did some weird like green screen thing where it like like the frames per second looks different or I don't know. Like when people are staring at this thing, you can just tell they're looking at a green screen because it doesn't look right. Well, you know, okay. So another another fucked up effect that I noticed last night was when they hit the Empire State Building. That scene is right after they like they they just bombed L.A. Like you know, you as the as the audience, you're shocked. Like oh my god, they did it. They fucking did it. Then they bombed New York. And when when the when the blast Laser? is going yeah. is going down the center of the Empire State Building, I had to like rewind it because I'm like, is this my disc? Like what's going on? But it like it, the the frames per second. It was like like it like you know normally like a movie's 24 frames per second. It like like it. It looked like a lot like choppier. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I thought like my fucking disc was like skipping or like freezing. I was like, what the fuck? Just for one shot, like in one shot, it like so they slowed it like way down and it looked like it was almost like a gif or something yeah. weird. And then there's another shot of it where it just looks normal. And I was like, what the fuck? And so it's yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. Of, like effects. They, they that, the that and that wasn't even a CGI thing. That was just like a weird editing. I think yeah, the same thing with the the White House blowing up. That was kind of like almost the same. Didn't they blow up mini sets? Isn't that what that was? They, they did. The White miniatures? House was a mini set. I think the um, uh, the Empire State Building was a was a mini set. Yeah. They did. I when they did L.A., they just hit some bank or some bank building or something like that. But I was. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the U.S. Bank building. That's when they're I, on I've top of that, that thing. I've and seen that going, building in yeah, real life. Like, you, know, you know, it's funny. Every time I go to L.A. and I see that building, I think of that scene in Independence. Oh. Every fucking really. Night, every time. Because, you know, that was the first movie, like, you know, I had never been to, New- well, it's not true, I had been to New York before seeing that movie, but I was a baby, but, like, I had never cognitively been, consciously been to New York or to L.A. when I saw these movies, and so, like, this was, this movie was, like, the first time I'd ever gotten glimpses of those cities, among other films. Yeah. And so, when, when I go to New York and I see those now, or when I go to L.A., I'm like, oh, like, hey, independent of the yeah, yeah. blow up. <laughs> I guess we rebuilt, uh, we <laughs> rebuilt it. Hey, yeah, it's... it's um, yeah, the, the I thought it was really funny though that the aliens were so smart they targeted national landmarks first. Well, yeah, that's a that's a that was kind of weird. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely okay. They like the Empire State Building. Let's blow that up. Hey, they like to live in the White House. Let's blow that up. Hey, that's Mount Rushmore. They got presidents on there. Let's blow that up. It's, I know that that's definitely because like, I was like thinking about that too. I'm like, okay, obviously that's a directorial choice. That's the action director's choice. Yeah. To go, hey. I think it would look sick if we did this because I'm oh, sure in real life they would just find the population centers and they would just fire it at the ground. Yeah. They wouldn't, there's no point in hitting a building. It's not like the building's made of gasoline or something. Um, but uh, you know, it's funny because that movie came out before nine 11. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. That. So they yeah. would, I, I don't imagine they would make a movie like that. Well, n- they show everything blow up now. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But the idea of like, New York being bombed like that. I mean, well, fuck. They've made Marvel films. So what am I saying? Never mind. I was gonna say they <laughs> would you, never make that again because of sensitivity. You know, but, yeah, you, they would. Did you know uh, when nine eleven hit, uh, they had to really cut a lot of things out, and they cut out. Remember, Foo Fighters learn to fly. They couldn't play it out on the radio anymore. 
It was fucking. What's weak. that song about? I, I don't really listen uh, to much. It's basically the music video is them in an airplane, and it's just kind of it's a funny thing. They play all the characters, but the whole term of like learning to fly, and I think they're talking about flying an airplane. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I remember also in the original Spider Man. Uh, Teaser poster, the the uh, World Trade Center uh, buildings are in his, uh, yeah. reflecting off his eye. And then they had to cut that poster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they cut the poster, and then they, I heard they did some reshoots, too. Yeah, they did. I don't know why. I mean, it, Oh, it's... because the, the original trailer, he caught some, like, uh, bank robbers or something, and he netted them between the Twin Towers in oh, their helicopter. Really? And then they cut that whole thing. Oh, out. that would have been cool. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. I thought they were just – yeah, I mean, I guess that was a sensitivity thing. It's just kind of like, oh, 9-11 happened last year. You can't – be showing the buildings and the movies it'll just be too triggering for everybody but uh yeah no it, it's it's like those like that action that those scenes were cool it's like you know being being a person you know who 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 sees these monuments and whatnot you, you don't really like back then they, they didn't really make a lot of movies back then where you're seeing like historical monuments being blown up that wasn't really no. A thing nowadays, sure they'll fucking they'll they'll show that to death, right? Like I've seen so many movies lately where the White House gets blown up and shit, but like back then you didn't really see that, and so it was very like like oh my god, like can you imagine that? Oh my god, what if the Empire State Building? What if yeah, uh, you know the White House or the Eiffel Tower? Or something yeah, like, like that. oh my god, like and so it was very shocking, but like fascinating. Like oh, yeah, imagine that, you know, and and so yeah, I, I just remember it was like one of the first films, like one of the first kind of end of the world movies to like do something like that, you know, where it's like, oh my god, like there's a scene right after like where it's like uh, it's it's right after the all, the whole sequence of like the city's being attacked, and it like it opens and it's like dawn, and uh, Lady Liberty's like in the water, like it's like oh yeah, that was a really cool shot, like everything and, was destroyed, and you see it just looks very like you see the chaotic, like, moving and, away, and yeah, I mean those spaceships they looked pretty basic. Too? Dude, well, you know, it was it's funny because it's like what this movie did is it took those elements of like everyday ufologists where it's like, oh my god, a flying saucer, aliens with the big eyes and then and yeah. the no mouth. And it was it's like they took those elements and and made them a little more realistic and and like, dude, like, and dude I gotta say the big ships like the the bombers look they looked real and I'm sure they were pra they were practical effects they were probably models, but yeah. they looked real. I remember there's that scene where it's like you're you're watching them all. Um, break off from the mothership and they're all heading to earth they look like real ships and i like i don't know it's it's like once again that was probably just practical effects and then a little yeah, bit of was. green screen but like it's it's really cool it was really cool and you know um when the movie came out uh they used to have a movie theater here in town that was actually on mendocino avenue it was like more kind of um i think it's what uh third street cinemas used to be but then it used to be over there uh, they did a big uh, thing for uh, Independence Day, so I saw opening night, and oh. when we came out of the movie, uh, you were six. You were sixteen then, huh? Yeah, I was sixteen. Yeah, I was like four. <laughs> I was three actually. When that movie so came out. Um, the Press Democrat was out uh, in front. Uh, that's our local newspaper, and um, they were, you know, getting uh, the audience's uh, reactions and what they thought of the film. And I remember coming out, and I was like, I think from what I remember, they actually put it in the paper was I said it's the new Star Wars. It's kind of like because they interviewed we, you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that was my quote was it's the new Star Wars. It's like for the younger generation or at least seeing something like that with the spaceships and, you know, the jet fighters. It's kind of like the TIE fighters versus like, the you know, the X-Wings and stuff like that. That's a good point. Yeah. And they're like the starships. And then you have yeah. your heroes. Yeah. I never looked at it that way. That it is kind of like in terms of like a sci-fi story element. It is like a new Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Star Wars and Star Trek were revolutionary films you know um so no that makes a lot of sense yeah i mean it was kind of like at that time 
I just thought it was like the new Star Wars. It was like, okay, well, Star Wars is done. This is before the prequels came out. And I I thoroughly enjoyed the film when I saw it. And seeing it on the big screen was really cool. And not just also mixing the sci-fi thing, but the characters were great. Like Will Smith's character was great. He almost plays the exact same character he does when he when he did Men in Black. Yeah, well, he, you know, he was fresh off of Fresh Prince back then. You know, yeah. he, he had just, well, he did Bad Boys too. Yeah, he, he had if if he wasn't still doing Fresh Prince, he was he was just finishing up, and so it's like you still had like like you know like making all the little quibs, the Will Smith quibs, like you know um, like all the just his entire that character that the Will Smith from Fresh Prince bled into a lot of his later films after all of that. Um, yeah. And no, yeah. You, you know, it was funny. I watched the movie again, obviously last, last night, night, but yeah. a couple years ago, I watched it again for the first time in years. I hadn't seen it in years. And I was like, wow, I, I don't remember like Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. They really don't interact at all till the end of the film. And yeah, for, they some, don't. for some reason, I thought they had more screen time together, but they don't. And, and you know, it, the, the fun part about that movie is you're following I think it's just three families. You're following three different, like, central family. Four, actually, if you're counting the president. And they all end up, like, saving the day. You have Randy Quaid's character, who plays Russell Case, the drunk father, the pilot. Um, <laughs> Sorry I'm late, Mr. President. Yeah, I mean, he was fucking... I mean, he's so much fun. Like, he's Randy a fun guy. Quaid is, is fucking great. Though. Well, it's like, he has, like, everyone has a great character. Like, you, have, you have his character who is, yeah, he's this drunk, disappointing dad who's trying to take care of three kids. They all hate him because he's a degenerate he was kidnapped drunk. by aliens apparently he was, said. he was right well i like that too because it's like he's like he's your local drunk who says crazy shit and you like put him you're like ah you blow him off but it's like no he was right he was right about everything they they didn't believe me they said i was crazy but i'm right i tell yeah. you like one of those characters and oh god okay this is something else i realized all right so the guys that were in the um the diner with him the mm-hmm. two friends said oh we heard you uh dusted the wrong field or something one of those guys is actually part of the militia in the the Patriot. Patriot. Good yeah. eye. Yes, he was. Yeah. I love that scene where it's like, look, when they took you up in their spaceship, did they do any, you know, sexual, sexual things? things? <laughs> <laughs> I know the quotes from this movie better than the Patriot because I've seen it way and more. And he says it in the fucking, they're being interviewed by the news anchor. It's like, when they took him up, the aliens abused him <laughs> sexually. <laughs> and it cuts over to the other dude from uh, Patriot just nodding his head. <laughs> He's like, uh, but like, but getting back to like kind of like everyone's role in the movies, like yeah, you had Randy Quaid who had this character arc of being a drunk, and he ends up saving the day at the end of the movie. The, he, the la- he's the last person I thought would save the day, right? And then you have you know Will Smith, who's kind of like a he's, you know he he gets rejected to go to NASA, so you can tell he's already kind of like a somewhat like he's a, he's a good soldier, but he's like mediocre. He's not all that great. But then he ends up doing the most important mission in the world. You have Jeff Goldblum, who you know he's like oh I just. I repair like I'm a cable guy, even though I'm like I'm actually really smart and I can like hack like phone books and <laughs> oh god, the we, White House. We have and... to really quickly talk about. I can't tell you what, David. Oh, David. Harvey, that's Harvey Firestein. So yeah, Har- Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein has throat cancer. He sounds like that in real life. Um, he's like he's like oh my god, and he's like he kind of got that like New York Jewish voice, you know? And so he like he's, yeah. that's how he talks in real life. He, he, yeah, he's yeah, sound, I saw him he's in got Mrs. that really like raspy voice. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's like very, Gilbert Godfrey. He's very you know? like a, he's very effeminate in the movie because yeah. the actor is gay in real life, and so it's like it's no, it, it's funny. That was the first movie I ever saw him in. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with that dude's voice? But like, no, it's like oh my god. Oh my god! You're making him sound too much like. You gotta go like more like this. You gotta like, more like. On a countdown to what, David? Countdown to what, oh David? Oh my god! I have to call my housekeeper. I better call my brother. I better call my lawyer. Uh, oh, forget, forget my, my lawyer. lawyer. 
Yeah, no, he, it he hurts was, my fucking throat doing that shit. He so was just like, like pure. He was pure comedy relief. Like, and he dies pretty quickly. Yeah, in the film. it's too bad. I would have like, I would have liked to have him like come to Area Fifty One and him just like, oh god, him freaking great. out, and then maybe him and Jeff Goldblum's dad have like a moment together because they're both like the more Jewish characters <laughs> of the story. <laughs> now, um, did you realize? Did you see? Okay, in Resurgence, I don't want to talk about the movie that much, but. His dad, Jeff Goldblum's dad, the actor, didn't look like he aged a day. Yeah, uh, um, look up the actor's name. Yeah, he he looks, was in Taxi. I know he was in that show Taxi. He did not look like he aged at all. He looks exactly the same. It's insane. Yeah, he's got that Benjamin Button syndrome, <laughs> like I do. Um, but that's true. You haven't aged since. Yeah, I'm yeah, um, yeah. But I was just like, I would have liked to have him, probably minus one of the other characters that we got in the film. Yeah, uh, Judd, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch, Jude. yes. I think it's Judd. Judd Hirsch, the... Julius Levinson. Yeah, you know, it's it's to kind of finish my point, it's like like each character, like each of the main characters, including Bill Pullman's character, President Whitmore, like they, they all, they're all mediocre. They're all mediocre or they're degenerates in some way. And then they all like rise to the occasion and become heroes at the end. So it's like, and that's kind of the fun part about the movie is like you have all these 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 families, these characters that are all separated from each other and they all come together at the end. And it feels natural. It doesn't feel forced or nothing. Like I watched a review once where they're like, oh, it felt very forced that these two, that all these families come together. It's like, no, not at all. Like it's, it's fun. Like you're seeing different parts of America all like banding together to help each other. Like, no, I thought it was, I thought it was like, it felt very natural and it was fun. And it definitely had that kind of like, if we want to talk about like the revolutionary war, it had that feel of it where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, like you have um, all these different Americans colonists if you will mm -hmm. um coming together and and fighting the big bad guy at the end of the movie and, and and it was just that's what made that movie made independence day and the patriot so much fun and so i i feel like see resurgence they try to do the same thing and it doesn't work at all they try to do the thing where it's like, oh we're gonna get a bunch of people from different walks of life and bring them together and it just falls flat like the movie do we, we really have, have to we, talk about we have to because we're talking about independence day we have to no you can't avoid it <laughs> we don't have to go beat by beat because I, I haven't seen it since the theater. I've only saw um, it once. Yeah, My I mom hated the it too. Six, yeah, terrible <laughs> film. But I remember like Bill Pullman's like, well, I have to do what I what Russell Case did 20 years ago. I have to crash my airplane into the mothership or into the, into the ship to save the world. And then he does and he fails and he dies yeah. and then like nothing happens and they still like have to fight yeah. the, the big, the queen and, uh, or whatever. Will Smith wasn't in the film. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel like it, it would have been a, like a, a, so much more fun film if he was in it. Like if you had him and Jeff Bloom come back together, like two of the most like, like, like best parts of the last film. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like, Bill Pullman coming back and like flying a jet again. I kind of, that's one of the things I like the resurgence trailer tonally is what the movie should have been. It should have been a much darker film where it's, you have this president who still, he has like those like memories, right? Cause remember when the alien gets in his head and he's like, yeah, he's like, because he's like what that alien did to me when he, like he went into my mind. He's like, it still it fucked me up. It still gives me nightmares. And like, I still have visions and shit. And it's like, that they're going to come. And back when the aliens and... come back, he feels them. And like, I really liked that. But then it's like, same thing with what's his face. Who was in the coma. He woke up from the coma after the aliens came back. Yeah. And, and that was, that was just like, Oh my God, it's Brent Spiner. He's back. And he's, he's all quirky. And, and, and I was like, uh, you should have let him stay dead. I mean, I love Brent Spiner, but he just didn't belong in that film. But, yeah, it, it was it was a really big disappointment. That movie could have been really good. It could have been really good if they just took some more time with the story and they changed a few things. And if Will Smith, you know, they brought him back, I'm sure he just didn't want to do it. He was too busy getting cucked by his wife. But <laughs> sorry, sorry. But um, <laughs> but well, yeah. So you know that that the whole thing 
with the queen alien and uh, the other aliens that came back and they said, we're from another planet too. They, they eradicated our species. Okay, you, you know what I really liked about that? About the other... About the, about the more digital aliens? First of all, it reminds me of Oblivion. Okay. Um, because the alien you find out is an AI. Um, uh, second of all, have you ever heard of transhumanism? Not transgenders. <laughs> Tra- no. Transhumanism. Okay, so transhumanism is the idea that... Is it a crossbreed between humans and aliens? or No, it's, it's so... You have Elon Musk who's doing the he's like, you know, oh, we need to give everyone the neural implant. Right. And we need to okay. have and he's like, oh, like, uh, human beings. He believes humans are already cyborgs. He's like, because how much we rely on technology. Um, I don't really agree with that because a cyborg has to rely on the technology to literally stay alive. But I'm sure if I had the debate with him, he might fucking toast me. So but um, having the neural implant will effectively make you a cyborg because you have a computer literally lodged in your brain. Like what he's, what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, like, you know, we're designing this neural implant to fix brain injuries and to bring people's cognition back and everything. But he talked about, he's like, he's like, it's going to become so sophisticated that people aren't going to have to talk out loud to each other. Mm -hmm. Like when you'll meet a new person and you'll communicate at the speed of light. Okay. Wow. He's like, that is absolutely 100% scientifically possible. He's like, that's the direction we plan to go in with the neural implant. He also said, he's like, and this is, this is the kicker. He's like, the neural implant could become so sophisticated that at one point you'll be able to download your current consciousness onto the neural implant. And he's like, you can, so you can do that. So let's say you're six, you're a 16 year old kid. You download your consciousness of your 16 year old self into your neural implant and you just save it. Come back. Sounds like you a come, black mirror thing. It does. It, it does. Like and you, San Junipero was kind of like the. Yeah. And, and you come back. Let's say you come back. You get on your computer 30, 40 years later and then you talk to it. That's kind of cool. It is. It is cool. But it's also like it's going to create it's, it's That's definitely going to create a legal dilemma because it's like, oh, like you've literally just created. This is going to be way after yourself. our time, though. It's got to be. Maybe. Maybe. The neural implant is already. They're already doing test trials for it. Wow. Oh, you do you bet your ass that people are going to buy that when that thing becomes more commercial, like a cell phone? Could be people. Expensive people stuff. are going to do it. No, it's it's just like the cyberpunk game. Like if people are yeah. going to be are going to naturally do that because they they it's going to be more of a consumer's thing. Like ooh, like now I can I have I can have like a digital mind and all this and like the 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 thought process is that eventually it's we're going to become so technological that human beings will no longer be relying on being a physical organism. Mm-hmm. will end up being computers like it's like one of the things i saw this is on the history channel this is decades ago i saw this but the the idea was that yeah eventually like when human beings die like we'll be like we'll be able to download our consciousness into computers eventually he's like we won't even really need to breed with each other because like there's going to be no point because we'll be living forever and he's like yeah eventually human being the what it means to be a human being will basically just be a fucking android he's like there won't like at the rate things are probably going to go in like a thousand, ten thousand years, humans won't exist anymore because we'll. And, and they talk about that in that that character, that little like the, the fucking traveler character. Yeah, because I was gonna say, where does it come around with the traveler? Because yeah. I don't know if you were comparing it. To well, yeah. That. Okay, so so that character has a line in the film where it's like we evolved past our physical points thousands of years ago. Okay, like so it's like yeah, they come from a organism, a a, a living organism that that became so sophisticated in technology that they said, you know what, we don't really need to exist like this anymore we can exist on a different plane and so there is that's probably where we're gonna go oh yeah i mean human humanism i hopefully think i will be alive to see that shit i i don't know if we'll be alive to see us literally just become like where like human physical humans don't exist no but the thing that you were talking about earlier but in terms of the neural implant oh yeah no we'll be around when they do that absolutely okay yeah 
Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Man, yeah. so that doesn't really save the movie, though. <laughs> Not for me. No, I mean, but like, no, 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 it, it doesn't. But I, 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 when I remember when I watched that, I was like, ooh, that's a really good element to the film. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, where do, you know, you have, you have like plenty of, there's a Star Trek movie about this. I think Star Trek Motion Picture, where it's like, you have like an entire planet made of machine. It's like, well, who created this? And it's like, well, at one point, there must have been living organisms that did it, and either they went full Terminator and they killed all the all the like the humanoids or the the or living organisms, or they just said, you know what, we don't need to be humans anymore. We don't need to be a physical organism anymore. We can be more on like a technological uh, yeah no. plane. And it, it, well, it's kind of sad because when you think about it, because like yeah, I mean, effectively, human beings are just gonna like we're gonna evolve out of this like f- from tech not naturally. We're gonna like evolve from it technologically. And it's kind of sad. It's like, yeah, human beings, we're gonna we're gonna go extinct, but not because of some nuclear bomb or because of a disease. It's going to be a manufactured extinction. And it's kind of sad. It is sad. Way off topic, but I mean, I know, I, I know. You I went really to wanted a totally to bring that. Up. I've always wanted to talk about that. It's no, point, it's all good. That's but, what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, resurgence wasn't that wasn't not that great. No, the yeah, end was, line was like, okay, it left you open. Okay, we're going to do another one. But it's like, I don't think anybody wants another yeah, one. Yeah, they, they were like, oh. Let's go kick some we, alien we, ass. We, yeah, we trace we trace their uh, their point of origin back to their planet. Now we can go to their planet. And it's like, yeah. One of the things I liked about the movie is like, hey, we reverse engineered their technology. Now we have alien technology. And that was cool. They had a base on the moon. All their fucking airplanes were like floating around like they were little like spaceships. Like that was dope. And like. I imagine that would happen in real life. If we were invaded by an alien species, we would end up, um, you know, reverse engineering their tech. And then like, yeah, we'd have alien technology. It'd be yeah, sick. That would be sick. But they did kind of do it in resurgence. They took the technology from the big UFOs with yeah. the, the beam. Yeah, yeah. And then they actually shot it as a weapon. And they did. I also thought it was really funny how um, Will Smith's son, the well, the mom, like yeah. she went from a stripper to like a fucking hospital, like, yeah, doctor. she was a doctor, I guess, which which is realistic. You know, you hear about like strippers paying their way through college, right, through stripping. <laughs> but like, I don't, I think it's just weird. It was, yeah, it is. Well, she also doesn't do anything. She in the movie. dies. She like dies in the very beginning, and and like you don't really. It's funny. I didn't recognize that's Vivica Fox. That's the actress's name, Vivica Fox. Yeah. And I didn't recognize her when I saw her. I was like, who is that? I'm like, oh, that's the mom. And then she dies. I'm like, oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. And then Robert Loge's in as a corpse. <laughs> because like he was like painfully old when they yeah, had, was I don't very old. Think, I think they only I think had, he was like, just sitting in a wheelchair and, and he doesn't like, even talk. You know, like yeah, I I th- I don't know if that was really him or if that was CGI because he died like that year. That was him. Yeah, he was like fucking old when that movie yeah. came out. Yeah, the original. Um, man, no, I just there was some things about Resurgence that were a little bit good, but still it had really cool elements, like really cool elements to it. Like there's a. There's a side plot where it's like there's like these this tribe in Africa that was like hunting the aliens down. I'm like, that would be a fun short film. Where oh, it yeah. takes it takes place after the events of Independence Day and it's like in Africa and it's just like, you know, like that one big guy who yeah. uh it's like we have to we have, they are aliens still here. We have to find them and we have to hunt them down. Like that would be What fucking a creature, man. I'm not fucking a creature. <laughs> like that would be really like a cool little, little bit like, nod side to uh, District Nine. Uh <laughs> I'll shoot a pig. Oh yeah, District Nine. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that lately too. I've been in like a sci-fi mood since I watched Oblivion. Yeah, District Nine is a good one to go back to. It was great. Um, so the first Independence Day though, which is the good one, uh, Will Smith's character and like you said, Jeff Goldblum, they make a really good team at the very end. They're like, uh, I heard no fat lady. 
Uh, what do you have a thing for the fat lady? You got a thing for the fat lady. Get us forget out of here. The, he's like, forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Drive us out of here. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is um, the okay. So they told all the other countries, like, okay, what you got to do is you got to get a suicide guy in a fucking plane, yeah, crash into so, the laser. So yeah, he says he says like after Russell you know how to K's, destroy him. After Russell Case blows up the ship. You hear him, he's like, Bill Pullman's character goes, now we know how to take him out. Spread the word. I'm Spread like, the word. Wait a minute, sir. You're just going to like, all right, we need a suicide bomber to go full kamikaze, and, <laughs> and we need to time it perfectly. Right when the laser's going to hit, yeah. Well, what I imagine happened is was when they blew up the mothership, like the ships, like, because you notice, like, they show around the world, like, all the ships fell. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I imagine that it just, like, the, the mothership I promised you fireworks, up. didn't I? <laughs> Great film. Great film, yeah. I, it, it just seemed really... I don't know. Like it's just one of those films where it, it's it's timeless. Yeah. Regardless, it's a, it's a timeless flick. It's one that needs to be seen every Fourth of July, or doesn't matter. It's a movie that you should watch once a year. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch Patriot this weekend for the fourth. Uh, it gets off Netflix on today. I own Today's, it. I own oh, you it own it. Okay, because yes. I was gonna say I saw it on Netflix last night, and it's the last day to see it is today, which is weird because it's like the Fourth of July is coming yeah. up at like. Why? Yeah, as of this recording, it is not the fourth, but we will be releasing this on the fourth. So if you are listening, happy Fourth of July! Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Uh, yeah. So closing off on Independence Day and the Patriot, man. I think unless there's any other Fourth of July films that you can think of, I mean, there's tons of them. There are, yes, but these are my two favorites. Yeah. Um, these are my two favorites. Uh, you know, and and I, once again, I I get nostalgic because I saw them both as a child. Of course, they're both directed by the same director so there's that element to it as well and they're just like they're they're just well done they're just well done films you know like i said like getting back to patriot it's like you have this really dark story and kind of like you mentioned earlier off mic that it kind of has that gladiator feel to it yeah it does um, and it yeah i would agree. i've never thought of that until you brought it up and like mm-hmm. yeah i you know it, it has that feel to it and then you know you have a movie that's like a little more fun a little more uplifting like independence day they're both very like dark films as far as like death and war and shit but it's like Totally, they're very different. Independence Patriot Day has opinion. a little bit more comedy in it, though. Yes, it's an it's more of a, like a sci-fi action movie with comedy versus Patriot's more of like a historical action yeah. film. I think Patriot has more of the feels than oh, Independence yeah. Day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Independence Day is like like it's a very popcorny kind of movie that you would see in the theater. Patriot Day is more just like not Patriot Day. The Patriot <laughs> that's a good movie though. The pa- uh, Patriot Day. Um, What's that? No, that's actually Patriot Games. That's with uh, Harrison Ford. It's a, a Clancy, a Tom Clancy oh, okay. book. Um, yeah, where the Patriot is just more of like take your grandparents to go see it or something like that. With uh, like Independence Day, you, you take your kids or your best friends. To yeah, see it, you yeah. Know, like, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I, I feel like I, I see what you're saying. Like it's like Patriots has more of a sophisticated audience, but I feel like you, you know, I think young people could still see a film like that. Um, it's yeah, that's not really a movie you show children unless you're me. Yeah, because <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, um, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, thanks for coming up with the idea of doing this episode, man. I really, I really did go down uh, memory lane with these films. Yeah, yeah. Nice little, little trip down there. You know, this uh, is more of a retrospective. Obviously, these movies have both been out for over twenty years. Yeah, so. exactly. I think um, what we're gonna probably cover next is Thor. Uh, Love and Thunder, right. which I actually wanted to cover with you really quick before we end this episode. Are you excited to see Thor: Love and Thunder? 
I Do you am, have any complaints? Do you have I any worries? Am, I've seen two trailers. I think no, I think I've seen one. I don't want to see any other trailers. I've seen bits of other trailers, but I try to ignore them because trailers spoil everything. Um, I have not seen. I know Christian Bale's in it, but I've not seen a trailer of him. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see. So you don't his know what he looks like. I know what he looks like, but okay. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know what his acting is going to be like. I, and I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything. <laughs> you want to know something funny? His first. It. His first. Uh, you you want to know the first thing he says in the film? I don't know. Where's the trigger? Oh. Where's, Where's the trigger? <laughs> Where's Thor's hammer? <laughs> you never give it to an ordinary citizen. Where's Mjolnir? <laughs> but it's funny. I saw a meme, and I'll probably bring this up again. Yeah. Um, where it was like Christian Bale, and it showed a picture of him, and then it showed him in the new movie, and it's like Pagan Bale. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. He looks like emancipated Bale. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he's got that pagan god look to him. And so, no, it's Taika Watiti, Taika Watiti. He's he's good. <laughs> he makes good movies. You know, he's 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 they're fun. They're funny. Um, this kind of gets back to my complaint about Doctor Strange, where it's like you had you had the Jane Foster Foster comic book. It didn't do very well. The the the, the female Thor it didn't do well. Neither did the. You think it's American a woke Chavez. thing with this, or do you feel like it's um, just a change? Well, I think it's I think it's like what Stefan and I talked about, where it's like they're trying to just see what the audience is going to feel. Like, hey, will the audience like this? Because it's like, I mean, th- this could be woke. This could be extreme. Like, Jane, Jane Foster's character could be an extremely woke character. However, the Marvel movies aren't really relying on things like that to tell us. Like, I don't necessarily think that Jane Foster is going to save the day. You know, like she's going to be the I have the a hero. feeling she's going to die. She could. I think she might die, and he might take the mantle again. That's yeah. just my, th- that'd be that's funny. my theory. <laughs> if she <laughs> dies, that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. It's um, I'm excited for it. I'm not like I've said before. I'm I'm not as like stoked on Marvel movies anymore, just because I'm kind of like you know, it's this has been going on for twelve, thirteen years, and so it's like, all right, like I'm kind of, kind of. I heard Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. Yeah, he is in it. I did see that. Now, the, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of cool. They're gonna introduce some, um, bring in some, some Greek uh, gods. I hope Kratos <laughs> is in it. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be really great. Is there anything really quickly though that you're worried about about the film besides what you're just saying? Anything? Uh, are you looking forward to the film in general? Well, the one trailer is. I am. I am. The one trailer I saw does make it look like it's gonna be fun. You know, it has that um, Thor Ragnarok feel to it, and so mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, I wonder if Loki's gonna be in it. I don't think he is. I don't. Well, because there's a multiverse him. thing, right? But I haven't seen him in any yeah. of the trailers unless he, he pops up. That'd be it. funny if he shows up again. I'm like, God damn it! Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's. I don't know. I, I don't really. If he wasn't in it. It wouldn't feel like a Thor film without Loki. To be quite honest, He's I know he has it. been in every single one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but well, they're gonna have to use some kind of some sort of like, oh yeah, the multiverse crap. Basically, I imagine what they're gonna do is like, oh, Spider-Man's whole spell thing that he did caused a rip in, in space time and so maybe loki fell through you know a, a rip in space time and now he's back in the normal yeah, i don't know weird. i don't know but i i i think it's gonna probably be pretty good i yeah. I, I don't know if it's gonna be as as good as like thor ragnarok because like i said it's just like i feel like marvel's losing its steam but yeah. i mean i can't really make a, a prediction i don't well know. Everyone's going to hear. Yeah. I hope I love it. We're going to come up with a pretty good review on it. We're going to cover it for the next episode. I think it comes out this weekend. So we'll try to next week. Right. Or does it come out this This weekend? weekend. Are you serious? I think it's this this weekend. What? Is it July 8th? Oh, I was going to say because tomorrow's the first. Oh, it is. So July 8th is when it comes out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, So it comes out next weekend. 
But yeah, we're gonna cover that movie. We'll talk about. Yeah, I'll everything. fucking edit it in the night, like I've been doing <laughs> lately. Just whenever you get to it, it's uh, it's it's one I'm definitely looking forward to as well. So again, um, everyone, check out the Patriot. Check out Independence Day. If you live here in America, have a very very nice Fourth of July. Go uh, light some fireworks. Drink a lot of beer. If you got guns, shoot them up in the air. <laughs> Just make sure you're not hitting any aliens. You remember that Independence Day when it's like, don't shoot the do, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> do not do not shoot at this at the. You could start an interstellar war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was yeah. great, man. As, so, a, as a gun owner, I must say, gun safety, guys. Don't shoot in the air unless you're shooting blanks. Um, unless you're shooting UFOs. Or or, <laughs> or shoot in the air and commit a felony. Whatever works for you. This is America. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, so, America. So, yeah, uh, everybody, this is the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast once again. My name is Jason. And I am Anthony. And thanks for listening, guys. And, again, if you live here in the States, have a happy 4th of July. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Happy 4th of July.